welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Wait, when is SEMA? Yeah, we're going to tell me. Through the 8th, that's what he said. November 4th through the 8th. Mm Yeah, that's what he said. Okay. That's a pretty important date. But yeah, I think you're right. SEMA, November 4th through the 8th. That's that's when we're going to be there. Yeah. And Tuesday is pint night. That's correct. Gordon Beers Brewery. Right now. Eight to ten o'clock on Tuesday of SEMA, and they should register at SEMAPintNight.com. But I need the like DJ full on SEMAPintNight.com. Can you do it? Not, no. You did it at the episode the other night. Doing an episode right now. Okay. Doing something else. Right, you're doing schedule, so you should like you're ready to look at the <laughs> schedule and be like SEMAPintNight.com. <laughs> Do it, but not right now. SEMA Pint Night.com. Right you need a beer? You need a beer? I have a beer in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know where you can get a beer? <laughs> it's, it's SEMA Pint Night. You can get a beer at SEMA Hey, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. Mr. Patterson. You always start out with <laughs> You always start out with Mr. Patterson. <laughs> well, I'm welcoming to the podcast, Mr. Patterson. Well, thank like, you, man. Thanks I'm for, welcoming th- you. Thanks for having me on the podcast, yeah, Marshall. This like, is a true pleasure and honor yeah, to sit next to you yeah. uh, and share a mic with you, man. Man, that's awesome. This is great. Yeah. yeah. I really appreciate it. Can you put your hand back on my leg, please? It was never on your leg to begin oh, with, sir. Oh, yep. no, like, I remember there was that one time. There was never that one time, man. <laughs> Well, it was Vegas. We can't talk about it. Vegas is next week. I think you're dreaming about next week. Ooh, so you'll put your hand on my leg next week in Vegas. I will That's not pretty much put what my you just hand said. anywhere near your leg in Vegas. Come on, man. I'm not coming on. No oh, way. wow. Not, not doing that, man. Speaking of beers hey, in Vegas. You, uh, okay. This is not a Vegas beer, Mr. Patterson, but our guest is from California. Oh, I'm not the guest. Uh, well... <laughs> Keep going. Introduce our guest, Marty. Introduce our guest. Well, I was introducing the beer first. Oh, okay. I mean, we got priorities here. Me, then the beer. Isn't that right, Keith? I'm I'm glad I'm... Priorities. Beer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, so, Keith, thank you for coming on. Uh, Keith from uh, Keith's Touch. Thank you for having me, fellas. Maybe he'll touch. He might touch. Maybe he'll touch, yeah. No? Probably not. No, probably not. Be a long reach in California. It's a long reach. Long, yeah. Thank, thank you, fellas, for, for inviting me on. I'm, I'm, I'm humbled and, and thankful, definitely. Cool, man. Yeah, uh, so we are drink. I think you're driving, we're drinking, so, not, you know, that's... We won't put those together, <laughs> and we'll be good. <laughs> but we are drinking the Anderson, Anderson Valley Summer Solstice, and uh, when I was stopping at the liquor store to try and find uh, a beer for here, and I was like, hey, our, our guest is from California... You know, we went looked at Stone, but I was like, no, there was a hemp beer that I really was looking at, but then he was like, oh, no, you got to do this one. It tastes like cream soda. Mm. That's 
Sounds good. Oh, no, it's that's horrible. Oh, yeah. oh, gross. Yeah. Oh, that's brutal. Who recommended oh, this? Oh, the guy at the liquor store. I got to take it back. Yeah, like, bro. This is gross. That is gross. Well, ale with natural flavor added. We're always supposed to try something new, yeah. huh? Mm. I don't know if I can. Yeah, that's going to be brutal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, Keith, uh, give us the deal. Like, who, who are you? Um, you know, we've gathered that uh, your business is Keith's Touch. You're from California, but you know, take us back in the day. I think you're about my age, right? Uh, late, uh, early forties. Yeah, I'll be forty-two in November. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, so good old school. So you know, what were you like growing up in the early eighties? I grew up early eighties. Me, my mother, my sister, in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, definitely was not the easiest, but it was my mother did did her best, Dad. At what it was, you know, single mom and, and uh, me and my sister in uh, a neighborhood called Bensonhurst uh, in the 80s. Certainly, again, wasn't wasn't the easiest neighborhood to grow up in, but we uh, we made do. Um, so, what does that we, mean? Like, not the easiest. What what you deal with? Um, it was a lot of a lot of tough crime. You know, it was definitely the the, the 80s in, in New York City. Certainly was. Was a rough time with with crime and um, just neighborhood. Um, you know, you definitely had five six months out of the year where it was brutal cold. You know, you were outside just to come back inside. And as a kid, that wasn't necessarily quality of life, but that's all we knew. So we definitely made do. And again, my mother was amazing at being a mom and a dad. So uh, you know, it was. Um, it was uh, it, it was awesome. I, I, I can't complain at all. And in uh, early 1990, we we picked up and we moved to Florida, a little north of Tampa. <coughs> Excuse me. That was awesome. For some warmer uh, weather, huh? Yeah, absolutely. It was a it was a whole culture change, though. Everything was different. You know, people in the streets said hello to you. We had a garage. There was palm trees. It was glass. Had a garage. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, literally, we we had a garage, and I'll never forget. I had a GT Performer, right? Awesome, awesome old school bike. And in Brooklyn, where where I was raised, you couldn't leave it outside for. Uh, you couldn't leave just the rules were rules. You don't leave your bike outside. And I'll never forget one of the first four weeks that we were in Florida. My mother asked me. She said, "Keith." Leave your bike on the front lawn overnight. If by, if by chance it gets stolen, I promise I'll replace it. I was like, "Mom, you know, this is this is crazy." Anyway, I did it. Next morning, early morning, I looked out the front window, and there was my bike in the same place that I left it the night before. Man. My mother literally was, like, yeah, my mother was like crying in joy that she made the right move and. Literally got her kids out of a out of a tough city. You know, I was I was right at 13 years old, and my sister was at 15. So it was uh, it was time. Yeah, it, it was time, man, and it was it was awesome to kind of you know I became a Florida kid, and it, it was it was it was something else. Yeah. So and then uh, what? Early 2002, April well April of April 24th of. 2002, me and my dog Misha, we uh, <coughs> we took a one-way ticket to LAX. I had an acquaintance friend that 
allowed me to rent her couch in Hollywood. And I just took the opportunity, man, and, and uh, never looked back. April 24, 2002, at like 4 o'clock p.m., I arrived at the LAX. Uh, wow, that's crazy. And, so 2002 yeah. is when I started my mobile detailing business. So there you go, brother. both big yeah, moves, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, I had four boxes, and one of my boxes had <coughs> my uh, Makita buffer, <laughs> a few pads, and like that that vision of trying to figure out how to start detailing cars in a in a new land. And oh, so you were detailing in Florida. What got you into detailing? I started uh, late 97, well, October of 97, yeah, late 97. Um, matter of fact, a, a friend of mine uh, asked me to wash three of his cars, and it literally started from there. So, but away from always having uh, an interest and, and real passion for... Wait, hold on. Here. So he just, a random, you said a friend, but just randomly said, hey, will you wash my car? We were out front, and he had a Saturn. He had an old Corolla. Do you remember Saturns, DJ? Did yeah, you? Actually, yeah. 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 Yeah, right. Yeah, and his his were on uh, thirteen inch McQueen too, wire wheels. Wow, right? really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was crazy. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's. <laughs> it would be because the Saturn I rode in, like, I really thought I was back in the Flintstones for a moment. Yeah, like, it was. There wasn't much to those cars. No, absolutely not. I and mean, you look back on them now, they were about as ugly as you could even think of a car to be. So, Definitely. But, yeah, he had uh, he had three cars. My boy, my boy CJ, um, big black Puerto Rican dude. And he actually even quoted, he says, he used to always call me white boy. <laughs> and he said, white boy. And he said, you want to you clean all three cars? I said, how much? He's like, 100 altogether. I'm like, let's do it. And I, I actually had a beautiful mint 1987. This was in 97. I had a 87 Nissan Maxima. Um, and from literally from that day on, I, I packed up my trunk with buckets, soaps, uh, of course, of course, Terry cloth towels. Of course. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, too, what, what I, what I used to do back in the day is uh, bath towels. I realized that huh. they were just a touch, a, just a touch softer, softer than the than the uh, terry cloth towels. So I started cutting up bath towels and putting them through the through the dryer to kind of get all the string out. And uh, those those were actually my towels of choice back then. Bath towels. Uh, yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. This ninety seven. Ninety seven. Yeah. yeah. You threw me off. You said 87. You had an 87 card, and the beer we're drinking here was born in 1987. So I was like, oh, two and two. Yeah, there, there you go. 87 Maxima. When I tell you, fellas, it was it literally. Was meant to be. It was mint to the touch. So <clears throat> I washed it probably four times a week. Um, Did it still have clear coat? No. Did, did it last? Did it still have clear coat? Because, I mean,. That's like early yeah, first in, times in, of clear coat, and if you wash it that much, I wonder if it still had it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no doubt, man. When I tell you, no, fellas, it was, and it was that old school Maxima gray color, and I did, uh, I did 17 inch Momos on it. Those flat face old school Momos. Oh yeah. 
Excuse me. And, uh, yeah, I stripped the tint, and it just became like that symbol. I just absolutely adored that car. And you got you to send us a picture, man, if you have one still. I, I, sure, I sure do, and yeah, I sure yeah. will, man. It's a beautiful car. Uh, and then I got into a slight fender bender, and, of course, back then, you know, they certainly it, it, the front end kind of crumbled. So I had to I had to kind of say goodbye to that car, but it was it was truly my first real understanding of backing in your own personal clean vehicle, and I I fell in love from that point on, man. So, but then, fellas, a little bit after that of wash your neighborhood cars, I took the opportunity from, uh, uh, of course, newspapers back then took the opportunity of a body shop interview. And I went to the interview, it was in Tampa, and I kind of fibbed my way through of, of what I already knew and didn't know, so on and so forth. And my boss at the time became my boss. He said, all right, brother, you, you ready to start tomorrow? And it scared the shit out of me. And I said, yeah, let's, let's do it. That following day, I was assigned to a full wet sand. I, I can't remember Ooh. the vehicle. And ready for your first day? <laughs> My, nice. first, my first day, man, my first day I had, what, a 1,000 grit, 1,500 yeah, grit, you out, huh? and holy shit, it was a complete storm on me, man. And I was certainly the smallest and the youngest in the, in the body shop, and I'll tell you, man, that trial and tribulation of burning corners and having to send it back into the booth, and <laughs> again, trial and tribulation... I, I, I'm un- and I always go back to this. I'm unsure if I would have stayed so, I would say loyal or so passionate, more passionate about buffing and sanding and polishing cars if it wasn't so tough back then. You feel me? Like, it was just such a... I look back on it, man. It was horrible. We had, we had a, a spur... The spur used to be dirty to clean your wool pads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those. Good old spurs. And I, and, and, and I clearly remember the, the older guys used to say, hey, bud, you can't be taking it in and out of, of the, of the uh, overhead, you know? And I'd say, well, how do you check if, you know, if the swirls are gone? And they'd be like, man, we don't care about the swirls. These cars are going to a wholesale uh line up or whatever you know they used to call it back then it was a, a wholesale uh, buying place or whatever after the body shop got done with the cars and i'd say yeah but doesn't the lights want to catch it and these old guys used to look at me like i was an alien man and i always knew that these vehicles had to they had to look good if they were under my possession you know um so truly i think back then if it wasn't such hard work to get a swirl-free finish, I'm unsure if I would have stayed in the game. You know, where I think these days it's, it's almost opposite where you got, and I'm not throwing darts at some of these new guys, but they have it almost blueprinted out for themselves these days to where how can there be too much complaining? You know? Um, That's interesting. DJ, what do you think? About bringing the, I'm still stuck on you. You're trying to pull a car out of a shop and to perfect it, and they're just like, no, 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 just send it. That's gotta, 
have some inner turmoil. I, I, I would. I, absolutely. That, that would definitely absolutely. mess with me because you know, you know, you put in all the work and you want to perfect it, and you, you feel like your job's not complete because you know you couldn't do it, you know, didn't get to pull it out and so forth. So I don't know how. To, I guess DJ I'm, struggles. I, guess, <laughs> I just spit all over him. What was that, dude? <laughs> wow. DJ struggles. Going to go to a commercial with break. Pulling out. Obviously, I struggle with pulling out, but yeah. in that case, I would definitely want to pull out, and I'd struggle not being able to. Uh, and then just go to the next car. I mean, I'd feel incomplete with my job. I don't know. I was still stuck on that. Thank you, DJ. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I, man. I, I, appreciate, I appreciate that very much. Which is we, why you don't work in a body shop anymore, right? Yeah, but so then he transitioned into, you know, guys today have it so easy that they can't complain and they shouldn't have any struggles because there's literally the amount of education. He called it blueprint. The amount of blueprint from manufacturers that have created these new tools They've dumbed it down so much that the you know I think I think what you're asking in a sense is would you be where you're at today if you didn't have the struggles of starting, which is a great question gotcha, that we've yeah, kind of gone sure, through quite sure. a bit. Absolutely, fellas. Absolutely, hundred percent. And I, I don't want to mistake. He uh, said it right. He uh, said it right. He's the first person on the podcast to ever say it right. Hundred percent. Hundred. to do like heavy pain correction get every single defect out when i went for that last 99.9 percent something always wrong happened i'm like you know what I, I knew i should not have tried to go for that defect i knew i should not have tried to get that edge the way i did with that five inch pad i knew i shouldn't have and then i you know burn something or something breaks and it's like the last part of the detail and i just want to get it that much better but i've realized that's that right. it's it's not worth it because the client's not going to see that little that's defect that's i chased right. 
and, and, I, and I think it winds up, even some of, uh, like me, man, I, I, uh, I like to consider myself a pretty simple kind of A and B type of dude all around, mainly all of my aspects. So I'm, I'm pretty simple. Over the, other than being overprotective of, of my daughter's surroundings, which is my absolute job as a father, but with work, I, I'm learning that I need to stop being so personally egotistical in the garage, right? What do I you mean by that? What, well, just I think even what we're talking about, about even, even literally pinpointing something that we – we know that will pass at the end, right? Like DJ said, that 99.9% ending of a big job that we, we hold responsibility for, that we're going to get paid for, so on and so forth. I feel that if we're not being so egotistical about other aspects about our life and, and how we conduct our lifestyle and who we are, why sometimes are hmm. we so personally egotistical about the minor defect that's left on a panel of a vehicle. It's something right? that we know we, we, it's something that we know we can control, I feel like. I mean like does that make sense? Like I feel like it's just like we're we're in control. We should be able to dominate this specific little defect. Like I want to show this thing who's boss absolutely. versus in in absolutely. life you don't really have much control in life over what's gonna get thrown your way, but I'm gonna I don't know, I guess that's where he's going, right? Yeah. Right? But, 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 but I feel that if we, I, I think our job could even, our results could even become better if some of us, and the three of us speaking individually right now, if the three of us could maybe minimize the anxiety about certain areas of a vehicle that we could, we, we could comfortably say, you know what, Keith, you know what, DJ, you know what, Marshall? I'm okay with that being there. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm okay. My, my name and, and, and what I work hard for is still going to hold uh, uh, its position if I don't over, over, overdo certain areas. Like I tell clients sometimes, it's one thing to start standing in small areas with tight body lines. It's another thing turning on your machine after that standing part. So... You know, uh, and, and again, too, these days we have a 3,000, we have a 5,000, and now, insanely, we have an 8,000 grid. So, granted, we, 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 we have, I think, a lot of the blueprints down where we could stay away from real accidents like burning paint, burning edges, or, or, or texture change where it's completely noticeable. Um, I try to explain to some clients that You'd rather a little remnant of what was than a complete dip of factory texture. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and, and I think with our eye and our mind sometimes, uh, I think sometimes going through consultations and walkthroughs with clients, I'm learning to say less and produce more rather than talk what I know I can produce and then what about at the end if I'm not able to produce that? I, I, you know, at the end of that, I'm, I'm almost talking shit. And something that I, that I certainly don't want behind my, my name and my work is to talk more than I actually produce. And I learned so I'm that, learning those. Yeah, yeah. I'm really learning. 
I'm really uh, learning that in, for sure. in these last last few years. I'm really starting to uh, even talk to myself about what decisions I'm making on, like again, Marshall, but last week with that Land Cruiser, I think you did an awesome job at what, because I followed even the <laughs> even the consultation with that young dude that you were working yeah, for. Yeah, so that's what, that's what I learned with Marty is that, because a long time ago, sorry to cut you off, but so I used to, I was just like, what you said something that stuck out to me. I was the same way. I would, you know, the client would show up. I'd say, hey, man, here's what I can do. I can do this, 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 and it needs this. And I saw this and this and this. And you just kind of dig yourself into a hole, essentially, where it's like, man, now I've got to go and do all right. these promises. Right. I'm five hours in this damn car, and I'm like, shit, I want to cut this corner, cut that corner, but I can't because I overpromise. So one day, Marty was like, I was talking to him outside, and he's like, I was like, hey, how'd you, how do you get? I mean, how do you? I mean, how do you get these the quick and easy cut polishes but still make the same blah 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 blah? And he's like, I asked the client, what do you see? Okay, so you ask the client, what do you? What is it you see? And the client might say, oh man, you know, it's just a little dull. I just want it shiny again. Oh hell yeah, I'm gonna throw on a cut. I'm gonna throw on a. Cu- I did this this morning. I'm gonna throw on a cutting pad. I'm gonna buzz over it. I'm gonna go back with a polish and then protect it. And the client is ecstatic. So all my anxiety in, in, in business all up until that point was just completely alleviated because I asked the client, what is it that you see? Oh, my paint's a little dull. There's just, there's a scratch over here, but the whole paint, everything else is perfect. The paint really is swirled to shit, but all they see is a big scratch. Well, sir, the scratch can't come out, but I can make it, I can enhance it where the, 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 the paint pops. They're happy, they got protection, and, and, and they're good to go. So I think it really boils down to I mean, there's two types of detailers when it comes to paint correction. I think there's ones that, you know, just do what the client wants, and there's some that, that, that can't overpromise and can deliver, but it comes at a price of, I don't know, like personal anxiety or just really ha- having to charge for what you're really trying to do. But I don't see a point in, in, in going in, – in, in, I don't see a point in uh, living out every skill that you have on every single car just because you have the skill to do it. Well, here's the deal. I think that all translated out of – we were start realize there's no way we can make money. No, because here we, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, we were, trying we were working to working on cars from eight p.m. to yeah, four in the morning. There's no way and not making any money. Yeah, we spent a lot more money on probably beer than like, <laughs> than our actual than our income. Actual, yeah, like. so it was. It got to a point that we were like, "Hey, we got to figure this out if we want to keep doing more." And that was just it kind of just went back old school in a sense of, listen, we've been buffing and polishing paint for decades. Yeah, why is it all sudden different? And what's really cool, DJ and I were just talking about this this morning, coming off of some of these trips that we've been on where we've been out meeting other detailers, all over the world. being I mean, yeah. with Jason Rose, right. being with Justin Lobato, being, you know, and just starting to be with more people and chat back and forth. I think that's where the industry is starting to push back against these early coding companies that were forcing and mandating people to, to do, do stuff. Full blown corrections. Yeah. You have to get it to ninety percent, ninety five, nine, or excuse me, ninety nine percent. And before you can apply a coating to the vehicle. With daily drivers starting to come into the mix, dude, they are not going to pay for that, and so there is a big giant pushback. And I, I'm happy we talked about it. Like happy we started talking about that three years ago. Yeah. And saying, well, guys, this ain't right. We've been detailing like this for decades, and now all of a sudden you're trying to change the way we're going to have to force our customers to do stuff? No, that ain't going to work. My profit margins went up back when we started that. My yeah. the, the cars that I got in here, we got way more cars, and people were so much more comfortable with paying, let's just throw out numbers, 500 for a nice 
polish and a coating than fifteen to twenty five hundred dollars for correction. Co like I was only getting like one a month of those, and, and it was like pulling teeth, and I had anxiety, and I was stressed out trying to get every little thing out of the vehicle. And they had free labor that would come in and help. And I have free labor that come in and drink with me, and 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 pull his hair out too, and. He'd roll into work the next day at 11. I'd be back at 6, back, back on the car again. But it's just, no, I mean, I, I, enhancements I all day, man. Enhancements all day. It's almost 100 degrees out, and I literally got the goosebumps for the last, like, 90 seconds. Like, I, <laughs> I, that was DJ. I, DJ I, gave you goosebumps. I gave you that goosebumps, was DJ. man. Listen, fellas, I can't, I can't express to you guys, both of you guys, how thankful I am to hear that from the next professional. I, I'm telling you guys, when I, when I use the quote more to myself and my close ones, I, I don't necessarily speak volume about myself to, to the outside world, but when, when I tell you I have no idea how this whole correction, correction, correction fell on my lap, I, man... I can't express to you guys how much I miss old-fashioned, good old spruce-ups, right? We used to call them fluff-ups, uh, whatever different terms and, and, and different ways of, of talking about it, but good old shiny paint that clients were, who are some of the more important people, obviously, we're working for. They're, they're our boss for the day. I can't express how much I miss and I don't understand how this whole correction, two, three steps, bringing work home with me, regardless if I work out of my garage, bringing it into the, my living room, waking up with the thought of certain panels that I have to make perfect and so on and so forth. When I tell you, fellas, I am so sick and tired of that feeling of over-anxiety about what used to be. Right, so it's like what it used to be—good old-fashioned detailing, polishing paint, making sure that we're we're pleasing our clients. Plus, you know, we, we want to do more than just satisfaction with our clients, but really exciting our clients when they come to pick up the car. Instead of, unfortunately, certain areas, unfortunately, what what today's day and age is on. The morning of what should be the afternoon of pickup, I'm now in a conversation with my client saying I need a full extra day. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of, time, the amount of times I've said that to a client. <laughs> and, and, and the extra Come day on. that extra day was so I can chase that ninety nine percent. Yeah. I mean the, the car was done. No money. The car was done. Yeah, it made no money. I just and, and I think the trick the two for us was when we would do those. And the customer would come back and oh, just... Oh, it would piss me uh, off. Oh, yeah. Looks great, thanks. Yeah. Well, what do you... Whoa, no, whoa. you've got to wave my ego. I need you to drool. Ego. You yeah. need to, like, talk me you up. you got to tell me how awesome Take some photos is. of like, it. Like, nope. no, looks great. Thanks, man. Great. How do I pay you? Like, uh, Yeah, all right. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> done with that. All right, so let's move on. Uh, let's get into some topics. Uh, you know, we want to value your time as you're driving and what... Uh, I think you got to go work on a Bronco next, so... Let's go hop in, and, and uh, kind of is, is a decent good segue because I'm sure you get tired being a single operator. You know, I, I can't imagine doing it all, all the time, all by myself, but, you know, everybody's different. You know, you, what, why did you choose to stay as a single operator? Uh, I guess have you been that way the whole time, or, or what? I, 
I, I honestly, I have, man. I'd say 22 years, a good 90, 95% of those two plus decades have been alone, my, my own kind of vision. Again, figuring out how to blueprint it from second one. Like, I, uh, strangely enough, man, like a, maybe like a painter, I think some of us are, is we, we almost see our drawings or our paintings or our tattoo, we see it before it's done, right? Um, and it was, it was always tough for me to invite somebody in on that vision. And I don't mean that selfishly, right? I, I don't. No, I don't. No, no, with it, no yeah, we completely no, understand. I get completely exactly understand. where you're coming from. Yeah. And it's hard for some people to it's make that. It's very hard. People difficult. that want to jump from single-man operated to multiple multiple team members, like, it's hard because you do. You see that, that end vision. You see what it's going to be. And you, you know exactly how to get there without even saying a word, whereas you bring someone else on, you've got to communicate to them what the final picture is going to be, how to get there, and blah, blah, blah. And it's just stressful. Correct. And, right. and, and, and as well, fellas, I think with, with especially now social media, the last strong three, four years so. of hashtag paint correction, hashtag auto detailing, um, I think that kind of put a stigma in, in it in, in a way. As, as much as it's fun and beneficial, I, I personally feel that at least our community on social media is probably one of the coolest, right? The car... The car community on, on social media where we're, we're a pretty cool group. Um, um, you know, you it's a bias. You can minus a couple of people out of there and yeah, it's cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, well that, that's, the, that's the awesome part of me and how my, my kind of brain structure works is I've already minused those people. There you go. Nice. So I don't, you know what I mean, fellas? I don't include them to begin with to minus them. So I don't. <laughs> nice. Um, I've always kind of, and I think too, it goes it goes back to being in Brooklyn and 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 you know a single mom like like I wasn't even allowed to come home with a bully story. So let alone I couldn't even bring somebody's name up who wasn't solid. So I had a, I, I kind of been that way my whole life to where I don't necessarily include um, you know some tough guys. I don't even include them to exclude them. So I, I don't personally have that battle with me uh, via social media. Um, working alone has allowed me to, again, set up what, what I want to bring the results. Thankfully, though, guys, I can say last few months, I trained a dude, uh, his name is Chris, uh, from the detail crew, Southern California guy. I trained him uh, about four or five months ago. And when I tell you, when you see that golden kid, I'm not going to say kid kid. He is a 30-year-old man, but that he was just golden. <laughs> DJ's oh, just brother, excited that he yes, went to man. Thank you. He's no, no. Man now. I'm excited that he said right. kid at 30. Oh, I thought no, 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 he no. made it to manhood. No, no, no. I'm embracing still being a kid at 30. Oh, oh yeah. no! He said you're not a kid at 30. You're a man. He corrected himself, but he still looks. I think he even no, 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 but he still looks. Man, like, he looks at a 30 year old as a kid because I'm still a kid. Because he's old like me. No, 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 no. I'm still young. He said it. That's what he said. I'm still young. Cheers to community. Cheers to community and all of you out there that are young. Raise your glasses to 30. I do. I do anything to to be 30 again. I want to do anything to be 15 mm. again. But 30 would be an awesome age yes, all over dude. again. I love hearing that. 
You give me so hey, much shit. You know, I think you're tough. jealous, Marty. I think you're jealous of me being 30. You give me so much shit. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I give you shit. You Let's give me talk about the amount of time that you call me dad and old man dad and dad, all that. You've nonstop dad over the past years. Dad started from a SEMA trip we took. Really pointed out my age. we had a house age. with six different guys, and we all called Marty dad because you literally were acting like dad the weekend for the weekend. That's awesome. I never had a That's chance. Awesome. You just, uh, well, because I, I paid for everything. Oh, come on, Dad. That whole crew. Yeah. I had to, I paid for everything. You paid for theirs. <laughs> yeah, so that's why they called me Dad. You just joined in. And, and you know what, though? It, it's an awesome feeling when, when there's, there's younger guys who, who, you know, don't look, I, I, I certainly don't like to be looked at as that much better of a person or a detailer. You know, person first and then becomes detailed. I don't want to ever be above somebody who's younger or older than me, right? I, 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 like my buddy Chris, who I trained. Um, first off, he's from Seoul, Korea, moved here in 08. So he's not the privileged American brat, if we, when we all know them, um, uh, that, that entitlement, new school kind of era of, of people, especially in the detailing community. Um, some of these guys... They just received their first Luke 15, and they expect to be paid $32 an hour. You know, um, I, I don't really agree with <laughs> they that. They received but, it. I, I thought that was interesting because <laughs> you're right. Like, it is like a badge of honor when you you, you pay the 500 to $600 for a polisher. That, that, that's, a, that's only the – DJ's keeping his mouth shut because he was there too. He remembers. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, I get it, but they're damn good polishers. Though. Well, sure, but you even said you regretted a lot of times the, the amount of stuff that you bought early on. Hey, Lane. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, and, and, and when I, uh, uh, but going back to working alone uh, for so many years, and 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 recently, uh, it's been a few months, but still recently compared to how many years have, have I've, I've worked alone. Um, Finding Chris, man, has literally helped me personally, first and foremost, personally, as, as, as a true, he's a true soul, man. This guy, I'm telling you, he's absolutely awesome inside and out, and he came in for training, and I obviously, I, I had uh, another guy there training, so it was a personal conversation after training was said and done to where... When I called him and asked him, hey, bud, man, like, I'd, I'd love for you to come in on a first project with me. And how how humbled he was by saying yes, and his his performance is undeniable. You know, that, and, and again, too, that Asian community, let me tell you, man, they are a smart human. They're very intellectual. Yep. They're, they're respectful. Uh, they, they, he just has everything that I've been daydreaming of, not even, and daydreaming is, is different than searching, because I was never searching, I, I think you get a little held up searching for that next golden dude that could work for you, right? Definitely, or so are you, are you saying you're bringing Chris in, or what? Absolutely, absolutely, he, he's been, uh, I've, I've had him uh, seven to nine, ten different uh, uh, projects, and even this last course that, that we just left from, um, it kicked our ass, and 
this morning we we had a straw back on it. So okay, so when, when did you? So how many months ago did you bring bring him on? Uh, I'd say. Well, maybe he's not bringing them on. You're only using them part time. So is it more to alleviate like some of the workload to kind of make your job easier, or are you scaling up to start become or getting out of the sole operator? Yeah, I, w I, w I would certainly, I would certainly not only financially for for his benefit, but I would certainly enjoy in the next six months to have him with me four or five days a week. Absolutely, hundred percent. I mean, literally, I, 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 I can't say enough about the dude. But that's so. what I'm saying. Right now, it's just part-time. Like, when you need him. Uh, yeah, but I care to need him more than I really do need him, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Right? You, you bring him on more it's than you need him because you're investing in him so that you can have him long-term, right? I, I couldn't, say, couldn't say it any more firm, brother. Gotcha, couldn't yep. Couldn't say it I, any more. Absolutely. I understand and, where you're and, at. And again... So, so DJ, take us back to when you were at that point. How does a single operator decide to finally, I mean, what's that, where's that barrier? Where's that, I mean, it's, it, it's probably not just a black and white. There's got to be a lot of gray room, and it sounds like he's kind of in the middle of struggling with, you know, I really want them, I really need them, and in the future it would be great. But how do we, how does somebody that's single operated for so long finally snatch up, he likes somebody, when do you take that? risk of just absorbing full-time uh so initially like probably you you don't need them because financially you can do it without them but it's more of an investment because you know what's going to come to fruition long term is that they're going to actually help you keep up with the workload and grow and scale and so forth but with me from experience like when i first started and i had guys help me like literally i did not need the help it was more for like I can get a couple more jobs done in a day. I was a little less fatigued. I had someone to help me, but, uh, man, I don't know, man. Like, it just, I knew I needed someone long-term, and I knew the only way to do it was to essentially overpay. So there was a lot of downtime between jobs. It was, you know, a lot of times I'd be paying them for, like, little stupid stuff here and there just to keep them on the team so that as we grow, there's no way to grow unless you – have someone on, on board essentially there's no way you can get to that point unless you have that extra manpower to take that extra vehicle it takes the extra vehicle and take the extra extra car and so on and so forth so i think a lot it's it's in the in the initial like to kind of break that barrier of going from sole operator to a to to having you know uh, employees team members whatever is you, you're, you're going to take a loss initially to take a to take a gain in the future okay i agree dj i agree and i i, I think uh uh, two words that uh, are extremely important from working alone day in, day out, and finding uh, uh, that human that helps with, quote-unquote, mental health. Mental health is so important, man. Everybody wants to talk about going to the gym and making their calves healthier. Let's talk about going and, and making our minds healthier. It's such a... It's such a... Subject, you know, just because you're a man who may seem altogether fine and 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 you know uh, 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 could hashtag every social media of pain correction, this pain correction. Let's talk like really mental health, and I think having 
that right-hand man in the garage with you and on the road with you, so on and so forth, really brings a mental stability to the, 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 the human being. Um, and I struggle with that. Uh, I struggle with, with uh, not being a cook job, but I struggle with um, uh, uh, vocalizing myself 13 hours into the day. Man, you know, I'm I'm right there with you. I've I've stayed quiet for, you know, like you, many many years being in the industry. It really isn't until the past year and a half where I actually, couple years actually felt maybe I should say something. And so I've always just been that quiet, just keep my head down, just trying to grow a business. And and part of Part of my struggle with mental health has has been, you know, if I have a, a and I love what you talked about earlier about having positive vibes, like having a positive vibe and then vocalizing that positive vibe and not trying to get too guru-y like you said, but just, okay. man, it having a vision and trying to talk yourself through the vision, anything positive-wise for your mind, there's no way, I don't, you know, there's, I say there's no way. There's a bunch of doctors and a bunch of gurus that will tell you how. All I know is the times that I wake up and I try and encourage myself, and I even went through a period where I was listening to Zig Ziglar because I was trying to actually learn how to do sales. I transitioned into getting into a vehicle and going around to dealerships and trying to sell products. That's a a very tough thing to get no 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 and to keep staying positively motivated that you're gonna break through it took me over six months to get my first account six months so i'm i'm cleaning cars as fast as i can as much as i can doing mobile detailing so that i can pay for mortgage so that my kids can have a place to live and then go here no and every little penny I had to put in gas so I could drive around the state in a Ford Ranger that, that said green clean all over it. Uh, and, and try and do that to go drive around to make sales. Like, I mean, it was, you have to, in order to push through into something, a positive attitude is the only way to do it. You know what it is. And I've, I've really lately, really been even pushing myself further to take away any negative thought and it's hard just as soon as a negative thought comes in push it back out and only stay focused on what I'm doing that's positive and man it just it's really interesting how you can multiply that and your days just get better that's right and I tell you but you you uh, it, it definitely shows from what you post and, 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 and everything that you do that, that it, it helps me um, uh, greatly, man, because, again, man, even, even the other day, you guys uh, finishing your day and you couldn't end your day without taking DJ to the taco truck. I want to be in a position like that. You know, I, I, I want to be able to 
end my day off with, with again, too, with a, with a positive mental feeling that you, I don't know, man, like fellowship, you know, I, I, I think, and again, too, it's, it's, it's a, it's a cold world, man. It's, 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 it's a selfish, it's fucking brutal cold world. It, it truly is, man. And, and especially, uh, not, not at all competing, but I'm in a city of 7 million, a city, not a state. You know, it is a fucking gruesome fucking society, man. You know, and I, 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 I battle with, I battle with uh, a lot of questions and answers, but yet those questions and answers have been, in my mind, quietly on my 13th hour around an object called a vehicle in a garage. I'm sorry, but that's not mentally healthy. Right. That's not okay to think that that's what, well, well, this is the plate I gave myself. This is the plate I'm going to receive. That, you know, all those quotes and all that bullshit, it's all bullshit. You know, it, 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 until, and again, strangely enough, I have found some extra positive feeling about being in the garage, being around vehicles, this and that, when I invite Chris on those jobs. Yeah. It helps me it, it, it helps me way more than just slamming out his vehicle. You know, uh, 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 even earlier this morning with that Porsche, uh, they, uh, they did a front hood clear bra on the McCann. Obviously, it's a way big piece, so on and so forth. They had a... <laughs> They installed it, and they had to take it off. So the work that I did underneath it before installment, of course, went to shit with all that bad wiping and Terry Clark, whatever the situation was. And the rest of the vehicle that I thought was already done now got induced with watermarks, so on and so forth, from clear bra guys putting on and taking off with this. DJs had that fun. <laughs> yes. Long story short, um, we bought it out this morning, and we were <coughs> walking around it. Of course, there wasn't a, a single cloud in the sky, and Chris was thumbs up. And I said, I understand. I understand what we're looking at. Drastic difference, awesome turnaround, but look what wasn't here the other day before. Long story short, I brought it back in, and I gave it a quick run through, and I mean quick in the sense of I, I, I didn't tell myself that this was going to be an all-day project, okay? I repolished it with foam, a little bit of Sonax, just a few tiny little dots, right. and I cycled it down as much as I can. EXO4 or Perfect Finish? Perfect Finish. Oh, it's, my, it's, my best, it's one of my best friends. It has been for four or five years. Yeah. Um, I, I've, really, I've really learned how to manipulate it with certain projects, certain machines, and uh, uh, pads, so on and so forth. But lesson learned for Chris today when we brought it back out after IPA, we, we <coughs> made sure that this was our final walk around before we put protection over it. And Chris put out his hand, man, for a handshake. And he said, thanks for, pretty much, thank you for showing me that what we saw before can be better. You know, and we did it again, too. I, I, I made sure to, like, tell him, Chris, listen, it wasn't going to, my, my decision on 
tweaking it a little bit, making it that much better. And again, we're talking black, finicky, freaking new school 2019 black Porsche paint. Pain in the ass, okay? Uh, teeth grinding type of finicking. Um, um, but it was, it was, it was good for me, and it wound up being great for Chris because I know Chris by now. He's got about an hour and 20 minutes on his way home. He's certainly going to think about why Keith made that decision and what and how we benefited from that decision. Yeah, right. That's so, awesome. So you're really plugging into him and really hoping that soon you'll bring in somebody. You know, so that's good, man. Because I think you're right. Like. Yeah, I don't think we're supposed to be alone. You know, I think there's a part of life that we're meant to share with other people, and especially, I know, especially. I'll touch your leg now. Yeah, thank you. A uh, little higher. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> sorry, it was uh, early. I tried to pull out. Wow. Um, so I, I think it, it's very important, especially as we get older, we feel the need to invest into you know, the next generation, so to speak. So that's awesome. You're going through that, man. But so let's go, uh, DJ, let's, let's talk about this beer. I think the reason why we don't like it is it's a brown ale. Oh, yep. Probably it. But and, the and more we, you drink, the more the you drink, better it, tastes. it tastes a bit better, right? It's I'm glad you said that. It's actually a pretty good beer right now. It's, it's, it is. Second glass is almost finished. You're on your third. Like, but it is, uh, it gets a little degree. better. I mean, what is it? It's only 88 degrees. No, yeah, today's beautiful. But it's brown ale, which is that first flavor, the reason why you we both went, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, I don't do brown ales very well. I guess I don't do them either. Um, the first one that I had had was Moose Drool. Yeah, I remember you said that. Yeah, yeah and it that. just, I, like, taste that flavor well, and then the think of The name sounds horrible. Exactly, and then you drink and taste that flavor, like, ooh. So like why is there just, a moose? This is well, so that's a bear. With antlers yeah i don't know and why is a bear with antlers summer solstice like it i'm really disappointed with the guy that recommended this beer like he told me it's going to taste like a cream soda like he doesn't drink beer i guess not like that tastes nothing like a cream soda he probably is a truly truly drinker he probably he truly truly like he probably food. is i i should have gone with another one but no, this should. is out of boonville california i should even grab it since it's a brown ale well, I didn't know. It doesn't say. It doesn't say brown ale. Yeah, normally says, they say a brown ale, but. Oh, it was a brown bear. But it's a brown bear? I guess that's why? You should have known. I should have, but I don't. You know. Well, now you know. Yeah, now you know. So, flavor-wise, what do you got? I'm just excited that they're a solar-powered brewery. Like, it's all solar. Oh, really? Yeah. I hope that I haven't done my research just yet. Solar-powered brewery. Yeah. Wow. It's in Colorado. No. No, California. It's in California. Hold on. Okay, yeah. California. Anyways, uh, it's great. Now it's great. Now it's great. Now that now I've got... Now it's great. Now like that that's your flavor is great? 15% alcohol in me. <laughs> Five, it's 5%. 5%. Yeah. I think it's good. Well, what do you taste? Uh, now I just taste a beer. Um, Whatever that brown flavor... There's some... Like, yeah. I can't put... It's not cream soda. Because it's mm. actually, it's a little creamy. It's definitely creamy. But I don't. But know. okay, vanilla. A hint. Which would be cream soda. Okay, whatever. Well, it's a hint of vanilla. Yeah, yeah. There is a hint of vanilla. There's a hint of vanilla. But I wonder what it is about a brown ale. Like, what flavor is brown ale that we don't like? Because I, don't I, think I you never like brown in general. Ooh, no. There's been a couple. Really? Oh yeah. Lately. 
No, not lately. Yeah. I would. That would be a lot of fun. Brown. Yeah, I would. I'd I be, tried to help you out when you were in Florida. You did. I took. Uh, I got denied again. Yeah. I would deny it was more of a. a yeah, no, that's delayed, a denial. Delayed like response. when it's multiple, multiple delayed responses, that's that's denial. I think it's just a brown thing. Might be. I think it's just a brown thing. It might be. Well, miss miss that boat. Community. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Is that a mouthful of inside uh, jokes? I enjoy hearing beer talk. <laughs> about DJ taking a mouthful? You're welcome. No, I think it was about you and your lack of brown. Well, you had a mouthful is what you said. Like, you took a mouthful. I think you're brown depleted. <laughs> I could be Asian depleted, and that would be fine. That was I'd back like, in your I what? Just back in really your prime time? I really that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a couple lately. No. Close. Close, but Close, but no not cigar. cigar. Yeah, yeah, sorry, dude. It's tough. It's tough. All right, let's move on to topic number two. And, um, Keith, we wanted to address, which I think when you and I first started talking about this episode was a big thing that we wanted to talk about, you know, and, and we have discussed it in some other episodes, uh, but I think, I think it would be interesting, especially when we're talking, how do you move from single operator into bringing somebody else? It's not only for growth, not only for peace of mind, not only for your mental health, but it might also be to try and help from burning out. And, Absolutely. you know, at your age, at my age, we, we've probably already struggled with some burnout. Uh, and now we're, at least for me, I'm at the point where 17 years in the industry, and I've had other opportunities where, you know, been times where people wanted me to sell insurance or I've owned some cell phone stores or I've done some different stuff, but I always come back to, I'm a detailer, this is what I love. And I just, this is my industry. But let's talk about some things about how we can, so I don't have a burnout issue. I don't. Um, uh, but let's talk about some things that, like ways that we can avoid it. Because I'm sure you've struggled with it. DJ, uh, DJ has many times just been cussing up a storm. And I don't think you've been to where you're like ready to just completely quit, but you've uh, had moments where you're burnt out, you're tired, you're oh yeah, ready to just fucking whatever. I'm coming off of a burnout spell right now. Oh. Oh yeah. So mouthful and you're coming. Okay. What in the hell did I just make? Yeah, nothing. You're the one that said everything. I'm My just repeating what you say. <laughs> no, like, no, 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 no. Don't pull that back in here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, easy on the brown, Marty. Easy on the brown. <laughs> so... Uh, I want to go through three ways that I think we can avoid burnout and would love to have your guys' uh, discussion uh, through it. I put down number one way to help avoid burnout is to actually do what you like to do. Right? If, if you're constantly doing what you enjoy, how the hell are you going to burn out? You're doing what you like to do every day. Now, as DJ's grown his business different than what he used to like to do, there becomes new things that he has to continue to enjoy in order to not have burnout. At least that's the way I look at it. Because a lot of times people are like, well, when, let's, for instance, when Ian was like, we complain about all the stuff I suck at. Mm-hmm. Well, Which is a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. It is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, a lot of stuff I do really, really bad. You like to suck. N- no, I didn't say I like it. I'd rather be the other way. You're just used to it. Yeah, I'm just used to sucking just at things. Sucking. Yeah. Sucking things. 
and sucking things, right. And uh, anyway, so I have found that to help me, if I do the things that I really like to do inside the business, then I enjoy what I'm doing better, and then it's not work. And that's as simple as, DJ, when, if you remember, and which this will be a funny joke, when somebody comes to help you on a vehicle and they're brand new, what exact things do you put them on that maybe you didn't want to do? Bro, and, you, and were you, doing, had... you were doing the wheels. <laughs> you were definitely doing the wheels. You are vacuuming. So, right? Like, yeah. like you, you naturally wanted but, to do the things that you wanted to do and would have them do the things that you didn't want to do. Yeah, for sure. And so I think one good way to help avoid burnout delegation is delegation and doing things inside your business model that you want to do. Yeah. yeah. Right. What do you yeah. thoughts on that, Keith? Yeah, absolutely. So it's uh, it's funny, DJ. You said just wheels right away. Uh, my first thought is Dude, my first thought is my first thought is opening the doors and and and, and starting an interior. Uh, but w w w even in this, these recent months, uh, hearing another machine working um, uh, on the other side of the vehicle, front bumpers, back bumpers, wh wherever Chris may be, gives me such a uh, an extra pump in the garage that I'm not going to be drained out by the time I get to where he is because that's going to already be done. And that's, again, new, fellas. It, 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 it's new to me to feel that happiness or to feel that that feeling of okay i'm not going to be on that front bumper at 10 30 tonight and all i'm doing is cursing this front bumper that front bumper doesn't give a shit if i'm upset at that front bumper you know um, <laughs> so i'm learning as i'm going and, and, and i you said it right at, at our age uh being over 40 years old uh, it 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 could easily strike you on feeling a little overwhelmed and burnt out. Um, I think we could, as well, I think there's sometimes where we could almost pre-plan our burnout for from even the subject we spoke on earlier. Marty's on, in denial right now. He's, yeah, he's saying I, he's not burnt out. I'm not, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think because I keep chasing the things I really like to do. Yeah, you do. That, that's right. And I... And, and, and it, it also shows... Your right forearm is very big. <laughs> my right forearm is much bigger than my left. Yeah, I can tell. Really, <laughs> you've been chasing <laughs> your dreams, dude. But my right's getting weak because I don't need it as much. Oh, whatever. <laughs> but it shows, too, in, in your product line, the excitement that you're bringing when you're speaking about certain things, brother. You're, 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 you're showing that you're not worked out because you're... you're truly have found something new. I mean, your product line hasn't been around as long as you've been detailing, so I, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's somewhat new. You're excited about it. Uh, you're in love with it. You're, yeah, fair enough. you're enjoying it. Yeah. You know, so I, it shows that you may not feel burnt out with, with certain areas that, that at least we get to see from, from the outside world. <laughs> We get to see excitement in something that you truly believe in. You're enjoying this whole somewhat new. Yeah, DJ uh, gets the back end of all the. the <laughs> I do not go in the back. I end. bet. 
but for the most part, like I, I think so. Like I'm just excited about where we're at in in life and being able to to do what we're doing. Yeah, no, you you you've, you you're very always innovative, and there's always something. I'm like, what? What is yeah. this? Like, okay. But but I think it derives from I don't ever want to not be doing something that that I don't want to do. So I'm going to, the okay. way for me to, I think, to help say don't burn out is you do the things you want to do. Yeah, but in order for some guys to realistically apply that to their life and business, you have to, you have to learn how to delegate the tasks and understand that out of the tasks that you were doing that you're about to delegate, you can do it at 10. You have to be comfortable with them getting de- with them getting done at a seven or an eight or a six or a six and be <laughs> like, comfortable with and that. Be comfortable. So here's the thing with our business, and I'm going to shoot it straight with you guys. So I detail at ten. I'm not being arrogant, whatever. I detail at ten. Period. That's just I don't put stuff out that's, that's crap. I, I know how to, anyways. But when I began to hire people, they could only get to an eight in my eyes because I'm only I can detail how I detail, and that's what I see is fit, whatever. But in order for me to grow in this company, EcoGreen, how I've grown is because I've, I've, I've been able to be comfortable with letting things go out of my shop and out of the out of people, whatever, at an eight or seven or sometimes a six. And clients love it. So all the old clients I had that were used to me, I lost the ones that I stopped detailing for. But all the new clients that came in, they love the sevens, love the eights, because our customer experience from the time they scheduled an appointment to the time we're done and the emails they get and all and the whole experience as a whole is a 10, but the detail itself might have been a seven or an eight, that's perfect. Like that's how you can see, you've gotta be comfortable with letting go of the things that you can do, give it to someone else and let them do it, but you might have to fix it here and there. You have to touch up some things or fix it or adjust things here and there, but it's a whole lot less time than you doing it by yourself. Yeah, that's true. All right, so my second one, which I think, Keith, you just talked about, was it's just interesting you had said it, but my second one was I said you got to maintain your body and your mind. So in order to keep going where you need to grow, I mean, there has to be a twofold part of that. Like DJ was big on his body, and then he goes off. Then he's big, and he's back in the gym, and then he's out. Then he's in, then he's out. I've never been in the gym for like <laughs> like twenty years. Don't like me, right now, <laughs> I know, but that's exactly like I yeah. I have that written down because like yeah. I find that fascinating. Why you're going for a reason, but you can't keep doing it. So I don't understand the reason. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Consistency. Uh, I, I, so you're asking in a sense, but you, I'm just saying you 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 understand the need for your body to be right, to be exercising, okay? Mm-hmm. I think you understand the need for that. But then you can't stay with it. Because I become engulfed with something else, which is usually business. Okay, but our point on this is, I think what I've learned, because I've forsaken everything for so long, and now you see the results of being 40 and not working no. out in forever, <laughs> and I've got back problems, I got hip problems, like, I'm fucking old, and... If I would have taken time to do what you've always told me to do, then I might not be in the bad situation that I'm at. And so I think as I was saying, like, in order to stay, keep from getting burnt out, there's part of us that needs to be on regularly maintenance of our bodies. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but Keith, your point of, you know, we need to also regularly maintain our minds. Yeah, absolutely. Do you guys you meditate? Know, uh, How do you, do you guys, what do you guys do for uh, your mind? For your mind? Uh, uh, yeah. I'll tell you, fellas, one of my biggest, uh, uh, I can be at a rough point at a job on, on, on an actual project. Uh, 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 I could be uh, uh, right at the point of my mind telling me no, my mind pulling. But your body's but your saying body, <laughs> Your body's <laughs> telling you yes. <yeah. laughs> we both went in for it once you said that. Like, yes. You got to know that song, right? <laughs> oh, sure he does. Keith Sweat, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know that was a little bit of a drive, man. Awesome era, awesome era of good, good music, man. Bro, uh, yes. But I, I could, I could, uh, I could sit down and I, I could take Brooklyn, my daughter. I could take her to Yogurt Land for thirty minutes, and I could come back in the garage feeling like I just, I, I like a, a new founding, a new feeling that I just had great conversation with my daughter. Uh, we had awesome eye contact. We have a great relationship. That alone could fuel me to get in the garage again for another four or five hours without feeling what prior to that yogurt land sit down was what my mind was was ready to not not be so healthy. Uh, yeah, I definitely get that um, because the times I have my daughters, you're right. Like I just feel so much, so much more motivated. Um, DJ, what is it like? Is maybe that would be your way of DJ. How do you handle your mind? Like, is that you always off. say that you want to go back to your family I, and like? So is that the way you re-energize? I literally turn off everything else and just kind of disconnect from business in a sense, and then just I'm just home. Like I'm just home like it might be a monday tuesday morning afternoon i'm just home with the family like especially in the summertime i just connect with them i've got you know a one-year-old now he's freaking like it's just i just when i'm with the family and the kids and the wife and we're all together i'm just i'm good i can recharge that way and then once everything's good i feel better i'm like okay my house is taken care of like we're having and then i kind of slowly get back into the grind again because i'm like you know what if I invest this much time in my business on these late night jobs, this and this and this, and sacrificing time away from them, why not take times, seasons to where I sacrifice? Yeah, I could be pushing the business forward. Yes, I could be doing this and doing that and doing this. But I'm blessed to have a team that can keep revenue coming through. Everything's going fine. I can still make money and, and, and not work a single minute of my, you know, in a day. And that's kind of how I recharge, just kind of check out a business and just take a mental vacation from work and just be with the family. I, I, that's, yeah, that's probably how I recharge. And, and too, fellas, I think we could all agree, like true hardcore detailers, our families, uh, direct, like close families, our wives, our children, like they go through it too, man. You know, I, I, I am personally Or they don't. They just check out and leave, you know. <laughs> oh, wow, Marty. <laughs> Making light of a dark situation. You know, fellas, they really do. They, they, they have to endure this strange, like, passion that they're not personally passionate about, but they're side by side with 
their husband who and their dad who really can't understand how and why you could be in a garage shop for 13, 15 hours a day. And, and, and we have to, I, I've learned to where, and I don't, unfortunately, have the best relationship with, with Brooklyn's mom uh, at, at, at the time, but um, uh, I've had to understand and look in the mirror quite a few times these last few years and try to call myself selfish when it came down to to real timing with your loved ones because I, I, I sometimes have a selfish aspect on, on putting work first. You, man, I'm, I'm not yeah. proud of you. No, <laughs> you're speaking my language, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not proud of that. And I can look back and man, really I, say. Yeah, that's a struggle. You know, like, proud of it or not. Like, I, yeah, like, you know, and, and too, the, you know, being an alcoholic certainly doesn't get pushed under the bus, right? That, that's, a, that's, a, that's a pretty serious topic in a household. Right? Especially if the man holds that problem. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, if you're a gambler, that's something that is not pushed under the bus either. But but once the man kind of claims workaholic, it's almost laughable to the outside world. It's like, oh, get over it. What do you mean you're a workaholic? You don't have to be a workaholic. And that it, it's not necessarily what I'm saying is, at least in recent years, last few years in, in, in my household, it's not a serious subject. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's something that's somewhat pushed under the bus in the sense of, oh, geez, get over that shit. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you may not truly understand that I'm I'm speaking out about an issue that's going on in my life. I'm a fucking workaholic. I'm a car junkie. I'm a garage junkie. You know, I spent 90% of <laughs> my clothing in cut-off sticky shorts and a beat-up white T-shirt. You know, like, if that's not signaling a problem that I'm trying to vocalize, but yet you get shot down from it. You know, I think that's pretty important, and, and, and there's times I, I think it, it could run parallel with, with feeling burnt out. Because if you don't have your, your, your closest loved ones maybe understand your burnout, that's it's kind of a tough position to come home and be a part of under the roof and yet your mind is thinking elsewhere you know you you, you have a, <coughs> excuse me you have a, a timeline uh, again what we spoke about earlier in the conversation we spoke too much during consultation and now we really have to prove ourselves yeah you know and I, I think that the outside world, doesn't quite understand a true workaholic car junkie. It's, it's, it, it, and again, too, it could be laughed at very easily. <laughs> yeah, you know? definitely. Hey, so we need to uh, we need to rate this beer, Mr. Patterson, and then we've got a tab out question that Keith is going to ask. Super excited about Am that. Right, and it's like pre-drinking the beer, like beer number one or beer number three. Uh, beer number two. <laughs> All right, out of one to five, I'm going to go with a uh, two. Well, you two. said it got better, and you actually enjoyed it. You said it. on beer number two, right? Oh, I was point. joking. Just rate the beer. I'm going to go with a three. 
Three, I'm going with a two. Probably never get it again. Yeah, I'm not going to get it again. Ever get it again. Never. But it was definitely a decent beer. After it got one. better. After the third one. Like, and if somebody likes a brown ale, it's, it's not bad no. for a brown ale. We just we just don't like brown ales. Don't have good luck with brown ales. Those are some low numbers, brother. They are, man. I, we, yeah. It is what it is. You know, we, we have some that we don't like. It, it's okay. All right, so it's the end of the uh, evening. DJ and I, we're not drunk, but, you know, we're going to pretend like we are. It's time to tab out, and uh, you get the question of the day, Keith. Uh, anything you want to ask? Yes, I, I, I'd love to ask what uh, what what continues you guys' relationship because Blumpkins. I think. Oh my I, God. I think it's I think it's important that outside world could hear if, if 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 they're contemplating their friendship, workmanship with the next man next to them all day in and out uh, uh, really being a really being a part of another man's life uh, I think it's pretty important that that you know we get we get to kind of hear what 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 inspires you guys' relationship because it's certainly not Blumpkins. Uh, I mean, it's, it's Blumpkins. Keep, keep, I get Blumpkins. Keep, keep and ignoring we keep, what we he keeps keep saying. We keep going on. Continue like, with your question, fine. please. I, that's the worst ever. Uh, so, you know, it, it's definitely a give and take. I think we could both agree to that. Um, just like any relationship, sometimes somebody wants something, sometimes the other. You know, it's, it's, it's a relationship. You know, there's times that DJ gets pissed at me. There's times that I don't understand why he does stuff. You know, I mean, it just, it is what it is. And we just, I don't know. Uh, we just communicate. We just, we just literally communicate. And now and we know forth. who gives the Blumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, but like, you're right. Like today. Today we have, yeah, it's funny you Because today we had. I would say it was a heated discussion. We had a moment of wanting to address some things. There was some things that needed to be addressed, and we went back and forth, and we're like, you know what, like, agree to disagree in a sense. We both know what needs to happen in the situation and blah, 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 but I think the open communication between the both of us and, like you said, like, one of us is going to always get our feelings hurt no matter what in any situation. Not always. Not always, but we both have tough skin. We've been working together for, what, fucking... 12, 10, 12 years, maybe yeah. more. I don't know, whatever. But I think we just both communicate effectively to each other when needed, yeah. kind of almost and, like pick pick your battle in a sense. Well, there you go. I was going to say, and at times, we choose to let somebody else win. Like, oh, there's we times both bite that, our tongues multiple like, times. Like, you have to. Yeah, multiple times. So, yeah. I would say that would be the key. Actually, if we, no. What's that, no. biting your tongue? Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> I would because in any relationship, let's go. Let's just go to you and your wife. Yeah. Right. Oh, dude. You have to sometimes let the other person, even though you don't feel that they're right, and maybe they aren't. Like sometimes you just have to let them. Yeah. Be like cool. Oh, yeah. Like oh yeah. Cool. Whatever. Yep. I'm going on. Okay. And I okay. I think that's the best thing for any relationship. I've learned okay. that I didn't do that too well in marriage, and. If I want to have a relationship with somebody, I have to learn that we ha- like you both are right and you're both are wrong, and it just doesn't matter, and you just keep going. Like, Thanks, babe. Yeah. Appreciate it. And the Blumpkins keep me coming back. You know, like it just is what it is. That's right, and I, I, I think if, if I if I could in, include, I uh, like I tell Chris, I, I I don't ever want him to feel that he has to be be quiet. 
right? I want him Especially to, during the bumpers. If you don't get off I definitely want oh I gosh. definitely want I want him to start off knowing that his opinion and his input is is really valued. You know, I I think when uh uh, and again, whether it's, it's, it's man and woman in the house or man and man in the garage shop, I think it's very important that we don't hush them down, right, or, or get hushed down. Um, you know, uh, uh, my nana told me all my life, Keith, when you get a little, especially when I was younger, Keith, when you get a little older, your kindness may turn into weakness, you know, and she, she, she would always, always kind of tell me about, kindness and comparing it to weakness don't don't allow them to get confused with each other and i think with 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 men friendship and co-workership and i think that that's a valuable point too is is to not not allow you know i i, I don't know i just I, I really want uh currently in my life and at work uh especially i want chris to feel that i'm not the only voice right I think that's that's pretty important. I'm sure you guys value that to each other. Whenever one needs to speak up or one needs to kind of input or whatever, that we don't shut that person down. It, first off, it's rude. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and I don't live a rude. I don't live a rude. rude. I don't live. I don't live a rude lifestyle, and I hope I don't. I I, I know I don't, but I hope other people think I don't. Um, I, I just think that that's really valuable in, in, a, in a friendship uh, and, and other relationships. Obviously, we're not sitting here with our wives discussing our relationships, but, you know, I think it goes uh, way past just man-on-man um, uh, -man friendship. You know, I think friendship <laughs> is extremely valuable. You know, my daughter tells me all the time, Dad, you're always introducing me to. I say because friendship is so important, sweetheart. Yeah, you right. know, friends, friends. It, it, it's it's so important, man. It. I mean, it's just as important as family shit. <laughs> you know, and there's a lot of quotes these days. Uh, blood and water and thicker and all that bullshit memes and all that. <laughs> but when you really, truly, fellas, when you really think about it, it's it's very important that neither one of you guys go home and feel that you were. Shut, like, like, shut up. Shut up, DJ. Like, you certainly, DJ, you don't want to hear that. Marsha, you don't want to hear that. I know I don't want to hear that at work. So I, I, I value you guys' answer very much. I think it's it, it's it's extremely important that, um, and again, as we grow older, you know, we're not 15 lollipopping our friend, you know, getting into a yard fight and knowing that that's your best friend that night. You get older, man. You certainly don't want to get into a full-blown fight with your people. It's valuable that you hold a, 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 a mutual respect. You know, uh, one of the biggest things that gets me kind of nervous, even via messaging through uh, uh, social media, is when other dudes kind of really put me on a high pedestal. And you know what? I always say back to them. Respect is mutual, brother. And a lot of the times, these young guys, they'll come back, wow, thank you, Keith. And I'm like, really? I'm, I'm the same person as you, but, you know, respect is mutual, man. I think when, when, when there's a huge difference in, in a respect balance between man on man, um, you know, uh, uh, my nana always 
as well taught me, especially back in my Brooklyn days, don't ever allow your, your kids on your block to fear you. You know, fear, fearing the next man is not respecting the next man. You know, and I, I, I think it's, it's, it's really valuable that, that, that we consider that. I don't mean to be mushy about it. It's just important to me, those, those kind of values that, that we, we kind of stand tall on, on solid friendship. You know, solid relationships are extremely important. Yeah, man, I think that's awesome. Um, we yeah. we definitely push community, whether that's uh, I don't what'd you say, man on man or See, that's the guy he didn't. Yeah, do that right. Yet. Well, because your eyes went really big, and you were like, oh. No, I did, didn't do anything. You just I looked at you, and you're like drooling over here like a moose. And uh, we, I wanted to address for just a second, and we we need to hop off of here. Um, we, I talk about that with a couple different guys also, and I think it's it's a valuable thing to look at the industry and go, well, then who is trying to support being together? Who's trying to support community? And there's only one association for our industry, and if we can all try and be in a community that helps grow our industry, Correct. You know, being part of the IDA is a, is a good thing and trying Correct. to be a voice in the industry to help other people. What's wrong with that? So right. thank you for bringing that up, Keith. I really appreciate that. So speaking of mobile or I mean, speaking of, of social, uh, where do people find you? I'm on Instagram. I, I don't I, I have a Facebook, but that's more personal with my East Coast people to kind of watch Brooklyn grow up. But my work is um, at Keith's Touch 1977 on Instagram. Um, and I, I'm i really thankful that I have a pretty respectable following. You know, I, I, I see a lot of guys. Respectable? You're being humble right now. Yeah, man. You've got a really large following. Let me check again because I just. Yeah, it's, it's well, up there. Hold on, hold on. Respectable equates 12. to 12.7 thousand followers. Yeah. But go on. That's respectable. I mean, that's what he said. It's respectable. How does one post 10.5 thousand times? Does he really? Oh, dude. 10,000 posts? Gee, nicely the, done, The man. Porsche Macan you have on here, I've been watching. Like, it's, I can't stop looking. It, a black Porsche, like, you dial it in, man. It looks great. Ah, thank you, brother. That was, a, that was, that was a, a tough project. It was, it was a lot of before hands that were placed on it, uh, working for a real high-quality clientele uh, uh, shop out in Chatsworth, California, R1 Motorsports. It was uh, it was challenging, but again, too, I I personally take on that vision when I'm assigned to it, and I, I hope to challenge myself all the way through to, to get it, you know. Um, um, yeah, but when, when I say a respectable uh, uh, following, I, I guess, you know, I can't completely say I don't care about the numbers. I think I'd be a little asshole-ish about that. I do care about the numbers, I guess, in some way. I, but I think these days, fellas, I think social media almost forces you to care about the numbers more than your personal self caring about the numbers. But I, I think I've uh, I've shown um, that I I stand by what I what I post, uh, and that's a way even from the garage. Uh, there's times where I post things on helping people out on the streets and I don't post it for, you know, there's a lot of times I'll take the commenting off so I don't get the, oh, you're awesome, Keith, or you're the best, Keith. I don't need to hear that. What I'm posting it for 
is to maybe remind the next man that if they have an extra $7 in their pocket, give it to maybe somebody who really, truly needs it. You know? Uh, I think, I, I just, again, I say respectable only for the fact that I don't feel that I have people coming in on my page to throw darts at me in, in, in a negative way. You know, I don't do it to others, and I don't want it done to be done to me. And I'm also fucking from Brooklyn, Italian, and Irish, so I don't really take that shit well anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't. And I was raised to not take that shit. You know what I mean? Again, my, my mother, you couldn't even come in the house and say Joey was you know, flicking your ear across the street. My mother would tell me, you better not, t- you better go take care of that. You know, I'm five, six, 130 pounds. I'm not a big dude, but I'm, I'm, I'm always thankful that, that my mind uh, is a little more powerful than my stature, you know, but I also give out what I receive. You know, I, I certainly don't treat people like shit to be treated like shit. Um, and I really, really balance that out more with Brooklyn growing into a, 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 a young little girl. You know, she just turned seven. I think it's very important that she sees her dad treat people correctly and she'll be treated correctly. You know, and monkey see, monkey do kind of thing. Uh, so I always encourage Brooklyn to be kind and, and to understand if she has four LOL dolls and her best friend doesn't have one, you need to give her one of your four. You know, and I think that just goes a long way in in in, in, uh, in many aspects of life. You know, and, uh, but I can see the same with you guys. You know, I could I could see you guys' uh, 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 potential on reaching other guys out there who really are enlightened to hear what either one of you have to say. You know, um, so the respect definitely is is a mutual thing, and I'm truly humbled as um, I'm hoping that in your guys' uh, ears that it went as well as through my ears because it was awesome, man. You know, it was, it, well, yeah, it, of course, man. We, we were really excited about having you on. So really appreciate the time that you spent. That's an hour and a half, man. That's awesome. We really appreciate that. Wow, wow, wow. And, I, you know, I, I checked Chris late last night after we, after we kind of finalized timing. I said, Chris, remind me all day tomorrow not to have anxiety. <laughs> you know what I mean? Keith, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. And he's just awesome, man. He told me all day, Keith, bro, you'll be fine, man. You'll be fine. Now, right. Sometimes, fellas, you, you, you just don't want to say things that make you sound arrogant because that's not a good trait. You know, it's, it's, it's not good for, I think, other people. Think about it, man. We spoke a little bit about work, but we spoke a lot about I think what what life has to is in front of you. I think that was more important than the latest pad that's out. Yeah, I agree. What I was going to say is you've you've mentioned anxiety a couple times, and let's close on this. I think we'd love to have you back on uh, with Sarah from Wonderlust. We've we've tossed around the idea of doing an anxiety podcast, the different things that detailers can be anxious about and how anxiety can really hurt us as detailers and as business and even as humans. But let's not even stop. Like, like, yeah, we'll we'll save that for later. So uh, they find you on Instagram at what? At Keeps Touch 1977. K-E-I-T-H-S-T-O-U-C-H 1977. 
That's awesome, man. DJ, where do they find you? Yeah, you guys can find me at, at uh, on, I say at, on uh, Instagram, at DJ Patterson for the personal and at Eco Green and D for the business. And of course, you got to follow the Pints Polishing Podcast on Instagram as well. Definitely. And we are at Total Auto Solutions or Marty L. Hill. And Uh-oh. if you know anyone, Keith, let's let's throw it out there, which might not, which is good. I mean, I understand sole operator is tough to close down a business. Going to Mobile Tech Expo? Do you go to SEMA? Do you go to those? Both. Uh, I, I don't. I, again, too, I think that would probably be the next podcast on, on, on anxiety, man. I, I feel a little funny when I get, uh, I feel a little pressured when I get noticed and I get handshakes. And I know that it should be opposite feeling. I get I it. I get timing. it. So you're not, you're not there. We were going to invite you to the pint night. We're, we've got a pint night where we give out. I get it that, you know, you're not drinking, but at least come. But we're at Mobile Tech next week. DJ, you getting ready? You excited? I'm excited. Three to five o'clock. You get all you can drink of Blue Moon and a IPA that uh, I haven't tried I'm yet, but it's it's word. a California yeah. IPA. Yeah. So it, it should be interesting. And then we'll be back there for SEMA doing Pint Night, already reserved Gordon Beers Brewery, and excited about that. So... Keith, if you can make it out to SEMA, man, we would love to have, love to I, shake I your think, hand and love yeah, to meet no you, doubt, man. I, I think I'm going to do a, a full day of SEMA. I think I could, I, I could hopefully handle that. I, you know, yeah. Do it, man. Yeah. We'd love to see you. And there's an IDA event that you can come to, and then come to Pint Night. That'd be awesome. So, man, yeah. Keith, thank it, you so it, much it, for your time. Uh, thank you for all the info. I know, like you said. Yeah trying to struggle through the anxiety and get out what you wanted to say. So it really means a lot that you would do that for us. I appreciate uh, all the great info. Yeah, likewise, fellas. Uh, DJ, I admire, I admire you, man, and, and Marshall as well, man. I, I don't, I don't uh, follow just to uh, do a double thumb tap. You know? <laughs> well, thank awesome. you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate yeah, that, man. Absolutely, man. Yes. You guys' the demeanor and, and, and what, what, what you guys put out there, you know, away from the, uh, you know, um, 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 sunshots. You know, you guys are important to, to me, and I, I look forward each day to see what, what's next. So I keep it real. I, I tr- Word, I truly appreciate you guys very much. And uh, I, 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 I'm hoping uh, that I get off the phone in the next three seconds, and I honestly will say out loud that I'm proud of myself. And, 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 and I don't mean to sound selfish, but it, it, I, I have some issues with uh, spreading myself out, you know. So I, I really thank you guys for allowing it to, to, to be as cool and easy as it was. So Looking forward to the next one, man, for sure. All right, thank you guys, and, and, and enjoy your evening. I'll, I'll speak to you guys soon. Yeah, man, and definitely encourage yourself because that's awesome. I'm glad you ended that way. So For sure, man. We, we wish you the best as, as everything uh, and always, Keith, man. Stay in touch. We'll talk to you soon, man, all right? Yes, absolutely, fellas. Thank you, guys. All right, have a great night. See you, dude. All right, boys, you too, man. Thank you. Bye. Wow, what a great episode. Hey, guys, thank you as always for listening really means a lot when you all give us your feedback, when we see you out, or we get DMs telling us about how much you guys enjoy uh, listening and the value you get out of it. So thank you, as always, for the feedback you give us. It really does mean a lot. 
Hey, wanted to give you guys a little preview. We're going to do some fun stuff for SEMA. Um, hit us up on our Instagram page. So send us a DM. Say, hey, what's up with that extra thing at SEMA you talked about? And more details to come. But we're going to do some special tastings with uh, just a couple select guys to sit down, drink some really cool beer, and uh, record a show together. So that'll be at SEMA. More details to come. You want in, hit us up on the IG. Hey, this is Marshall. Make it a great day. Ooh.